What's up, y'all? This is Jay Jock. Welcome to another episode of Hawks on the Hardwood, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. So preseason has wrapped up, and today I think it's a very good idea for me to go ahead and recap the last couple of games and also give some of my takeaways so far. But before we get into that, let me tell you about the Podcast Republic app. This is the perfect app for you to have if you like to listen to podcasts on your Android devices. You can get it on the Google Play Store, and it'll get all of your favorite podcasts on your Android devices in just a click away. So make sure you download this app right away. It's called the Podcast Republic app, available for your Android devices. So go do that. But first, let's get into this episode. All right, so let's just jump right into this, okay? Let's talk about the first game of the week first that was against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And let's just get this out of the way because, honestly, it was an ugly game for Atlanta. Um, Jeremy Lin was resting, and John Collins was out with a sore ankle. Of course, we had other players that were out that, that's been out for the um, entire preseason and some of training camp, like Dwayne Deadman and whatnot. Um, so Trey Young... He actually started off playing really well. For the first couple of minutes, we were actually up. Trey was facilitating well. He was scoring. Alex Lynn. Now, this is where it seemed to turn. Alex Lynn, who has been playing really well for us, he had major trouble with Steven Adams down low. And he quickly got into foul trouble. And he actually threw... um, three fouls in less than four minutes because Steven Adams was just overpowering him. There's something that he needs to um, figure out on why this was happening. Hopefully watch some tape or whatnot and find out what he was doing wrong because Steven Adams was just taking over. And when Plumlee came in, it was kind of the same thing. He was Plumlee wasn't getting into the same foul trouble. Um, Plumlee's a big, massive guy, but still Adams was outperforming Plumlee also. But I think that's just overall skill-wise, Adams is a better player than Plumlee. Um, the Hawks were able to maintain a lead for a while, but really you started to see the momentum start to change when um, Len was... Um, taken out of the game the thunder they were doing a nice job spacing the floor and Schroeder Dennis Schroeder played really well I mean he was exceptional he was able to move past Trey pretty easily in a lot of instances and I think that's kind of what we would be expecting from our young rookie right now he's learning how to play defense in the NBA and Schroeder we all know because we are Hawks fans that that is Schroeder's main strength is that Schroeder has that quick first step he can really get in the lane really easily so because of that I would kind of expect Trey to um, have some issues guarding him and that was the case Atlanta in general though we're not going to just focus on Trey Atlanta in general was slow on defense not getting out to the paint got not getting out of the paint well to guard the thunder as they spaced the floor and hit three-pointers they were shooting threes pretty well fouls were just rampant in this game The game was just slow and almost hard to watch because of all the whistles, but Atlanta managed to keep the lead at the end of the first because of a long buzzer beater, which was very exciting, that was hit at the um, end of the first quarter by Benbury. The Hawks were in it early, honestly. We were not getting blown out into the second half, so we were maintaining... um, We're staying in there. We're maintaining a good um, pace and staying in there for the first half, but... Even when we were in the game, 
watching both teams play, it was pretty obvious in my mind, really, that the Thunder still seemed to have an edge on them. I mean, defensively, the Hawks were just slow. We're slow on our feet. Like I said, players are able to move past us easily. And the Thunder's defense, even though our defense was lacking, the Thunder's defense was either good or just great. Um, They were just really good defensively. Atlanta, we had good ball movement, so there was some promise there. We did well at times on the pick and roll, but it was just because OKC's defense was so good, it was hard for us to actually convert. We got outscored badly, I mean, in the second half. I mean, in the third quarter, we only hit four out of, I think, 18 shots in the third quarter. It was just bad. There there was some promise since the Hawks are still young and we're learning. But honestly, there's not really much to say except we were just outplayed that game. I mean, we had 26 turnovers and we lost by a score of 94 to 113. The team as a whole shot 38% from the field and 30% from three. So that's pretty low. That's low shooting percentage. But really, OKC didn't shoot very well either. The reason really why we lost that game was the 26 turnovers, in my opinion. It was just way too many turnovers. And we also got out-rebounded pretty badly also. So even though OKC was not shooting well and we were not shooting well, the fact that we were not rebounding well and we kept on turning the ball over, it cost us the game. But things like that, the turnovers for such a young team, is something that is going to ha- we're going to have to learn. And I think there's still some promise. They just needed to go back, look at some tape, find out what they did wrong, regroup, and then do better next game. And that's exactly what they did. Because two nights later, they played against the Spurs and... In my opinion, this was probably the best preseason game I have ever watched in my entire life. Tarian, he went off in the first quarter. I mean, he was hitting shot after shot after shot. His first seven um, shots he made in the first quarter, and he had 16 points in that first period. He continued his amazing play and he finished the game with a team high 25 points. Now listen to this. On an incredible 81% shooting and he hit 100%, 3 from 3 from beyond the um, arc. So he was perfect from 3 point and 81% from the field. That's amazing. But honestly, everyone played well. Alex Lynn continued to hit his threes. He scored 16 points and hit 50% from three and 60% from the field. Bays and, and Lynn basically they were very similar. So Baysmore also hit 50% from three-point range and 60% from the field. He scored almost the same um, as um, Alex Lynn. He scored 15 points. So both of them did really well. And that's very promising. Because we all know that Bayes is very efficient. He needs a high volume score. And we needed some more of that. Some more of that efficiency. And seeing that Len, our big man, is doing pretty much very similar offensive-wise, efficiency-wise, even from three-point range, as Kent Bazemore. Man, we got a good deal, it looks like, for um, Alex Len. I mean, $8.5 million for two years for this guy. He's starting to really show that he flourishes in our system much better than he did in Phoenix. So, very promising with Alex Len so far in the preseason. 
Okay. Um, Bambri also did very good. He was very efficient. Also, he almost hit 86% of his field goal attempts. 86%. He knocked down two of his three um, three point attempts. So that's about 66% from three point, And he got 14 points. To me, I think Bambri has eclipsed Tyler Dorsey and he's starting to change my mind on who is better. I mean, back in the day, it was kind of hard to see Bambri as often because he was just never really very healthy and he wasn't shooting very well. But I'm seeing more of what Bambri can do as a healthy player and I'm really excited to see what he does this season. I think he's going to really show what he can do when he's healthy and we're going to be able to see how good of a player he actually is. Because like I said, I always liked his skill set, but he just never delivered. He's starting to show that he can deliver and I'm very happy. Now, Jeremy Lin did actually play in this game and he got double digits with 10 points. And once again, another very efficient game for a Hawks player, 60% from the field. So, you can tell that our team, when we start hitting, we can be a very efficient team. And when we are, we are extremely fun to watch. Our ball movement, all of that, our, the way we can hit shots, we are extremely fun. Trey Young's ability to see the floor probably to me was the most impressive thing in this entire game though because he was making high difficulty passes over and over and over. He got 22 points, 7 assists. He hit 50% from three-point range, so he's hitting very good, taking good shots, including that game-winning shot with only two seconds left, which you probably saw on um, ESPN and on TV on replay after replay where he launched that three from around 40 feet and it just switched in. That was amazing. That was just something that was very, very good to watch because people are saying that he's not going to be able to do this in the NBA. Well, he did it already in preseason. I think he's going to continue to do it. And it wasn't a bad shot. It wasn't an ill-advised shot because there was only 2.2 seconds left when he made that. And if he missed the shot, we was still go into overtime this wasn't necessarily a do or die situation he knew he can had it he can um sink the shot he was confident and he wasn't trying to get all the glory for himself because what you don't see in the replays here is the previous plays before like this was to win win the game of course however prior to this the play before this the hawks possession before this trey was also he dished an amazing no-look pass to Alex Lynn to win the game. So his first attempt at a game winner was an assist. And not just an assist, a great assist. However, Alex Lynn missed the dunk. Since he couldn't get the um, the game-winning um, possession through an amazing no-look pass, we got the ball back. Once again, it's do or die. Trey launches that huge, very extremely long three-point shot that wins the game. So... It's not all about Trey just getting glory. He's still his best trait so far. Still, we can see it very easily is his playmaking ability, his facilitating ability, and his assists. So that's all I got to say about that. Now, unfortunately, on Friday came the announcement that John Collins is going to be out for the first few games of the regular season also. So he has an ankle injury, and he's going to sit out all week He's going to be reevaluated on the 22nd. 
So let's really hope he can suit up against the Mavs on the 24th. Because we all know the Mavs on the 24th. That's going to be a big game for us. Because of the Luka Doncic thing, I guess. Also, people want to see how Trey and um, Luka fair up against each other since they were um, traded on draft night for one another but also because it's our home opener and it's going to be on ESPN I think it's our only nationally televised game all season long so that's something that I would really like to um, see John Collins play for but if he doesn't it's more important that he gets healthy so we also played the last preseason game on Friday so that was yesterday so let me tell you a little bit about this. The first string players did a great job, in my opinion, and we were up at the half. It was pretty much everyone doing the same thing that they did in um, San Antonio. Very efficient. They were playing very well, and we were just up at the half. It was great. But then Coach Pierce decided to um, play the second and third string players exclusively in the second half which I don't fault him for because the purpose of preseason is not to win the purpose of preseason is to see what you have to um to know how our other players are doing so I want our second and third string players to get that chance especially the ones that weren't able to play very much um for instance Herder he hasn't been playing very much um our players that are on um, non-guaranteed contracts like Thomas Robinson and um, RJ um, Hunter, they haven't been playing very much. So players like this, I wanted to see more of them, and that's what Coach Pierce decided to do. So, of course, our first string was out. Uh, Miami still had a lot of their first stringers still playing, so we did struggle a bit in the second half. But like I said, we were able to see what our reserves were made of and it was, it was good. It was, it was interesting. We didn't win the game, but it was interesting. As expected, Jeremy Lin was, of course, the best player on the court because he is somebody that right now has been on our, our second string, but he can easily be a starter, especially when he's fully healthy. In an interview following the Spurs game, he did say that he is still not 100%, but he's getting better and better every day. Um, he kind of jokingly displayed some disappointment that when he was um, playing in the Spurs game, he thought he got up really, really high during a crucial block. However, when he saw the clip on the um, on the um, the jumbotron, he saw that he didn't jump nearly as high as he thought he would, and it was he was kind of disappointed because he thought he had gotten some of his some more of his athleticism back. But since he didn't jump as high as he thought he was, then apparently he's still not quite as athletic as he was hoping he would be so you can see very clearly that Lynn is not 100% but he still looked good out there he's not quick because Jeremy Lynn to me like I was talking about Dennis Schroeder his strength and weakness is that very quick first step being able to get to the lane Jeremy Lynn has that also he wasn't able to really display that to the degree that I've seen him in the past so once we see Lynn with that, I, I think it's it's going to be amazing because we really need more of that on our team since, like Coach Pierce said last week, he sees um, DeAndre Bambry as the only one on the team that can really get in to the paint very easily like that. I think Lynn can also do that when he is healthy, and um, we need some more of that on our, on our team. So Jeremy Lynn still did great. He led the team with 20 points. He, 
once again, the efficiency that we're hitting these shots. He hit he hit his shots at 70%. So he played great. So another person I want to talk about is Poitras. Poitras is a very good player. He is an NBA caliber player. I mean, he's on a two-way contract, so he's going to be in the G League a lot. But I can see him playing on the on the Hawks. His hustle, I can see him playing on the Hawks for a very large amount of games during the regular season. He, his hustle, his defense, making good plays. Um, he finished with 10 points and 8 rebounds. 2 blocks and 2 steals. I'm very high on Poitras. I am extremely glad to see that he got a lot of playing time. And see, this is why I wanted... I'm very glad that Coach Pierce was able to um, put the second and third stringers in more so we can get more of a feel on how these players do. Now, we know a lot about Poitras already because he's he's already had a two-way contract. He's already been playing NBA games prior to this season. We know that he's a good player. But to see him on the Hawks and the way that he plays in... In relation to other players on our roster and other players on the Heat's roster, Poitras looks like he is definitely ready for that jump to be a rotation player, in my opinion. So, like I said, we lost the game 113-119, to 119, but I'm not really upset about that. It's preseason. I am wondering if Herder, is he going to be able to be on our um, rotation without getting G League help? He might be assigned to the G League some. I don't know if he hasn't really found his confidence since injuring his hand earlier, or maybe something is still off. Maybe it's a little sore. It's probably a mind thing, but he's really not hitting his shots, even his open shots, and that's what we need from him. He just doesn't look good so far. His intangibles aren't that good. He's been playing good hustle, but he just looks like he lacks confidence. It's still early, but just saying this right now, I won't be really surprised if he gets assigned to the G League. But also, if that happens, I just ask ask y'all, my listeners, to not panic because he's a rookie. That's what the G League is for. That does not mean he's not going to be a very successful NBA player. That doesn't mean he's not going to be great. He's a rookie. Let him go through those rookie um, growing pains. I still have high confidence that he was the right pick, and I think he's going to do great. I also think it's very safe to say that RJ Hunter and Thomas Robinson, they're not going to have a roster spot. I mean, they didn't play very much, but when they when they did, um, they just didn't really impress too much. Um, they just really didn't. I just don't think they're going to. We'll see, of course, what happens when the regular season starts. But I think the consensus with anybody that were, that was actually watching these games was that R.J. Hunter and Thomas Robinson, they're going to be in the G League or overseas somewhere. R.J. Hunter, of course, he has an Exhibit 10 contract with us. So he is going to play for the Bayhawks. And we're going to take a closer look at him while he's on our um, G League affiliate. But I don't think he's going to earn a roster spot on the Hawks. But it is what it is. Maybe he'll come up and he'll start doing better as we pay attention to him when he's playing for Erie. And then um, if he does, then we can maybe call him up and we can see what happens. Especially if we deal with an injury or something. I still like, I like his game. He's a good shooter when he shoots. Um, well, but didn't see too much so far, not in preseason. So that that's all I really have for today. Just a quick recap of the last three games in case y'all missed them or if you wanted some some um, information 
about what had happened this week. If you want to discuss Hawks basketball, of course, hit me up on social media. I am Jock is my handle. I-A-M-J-A-E-J-O-C. Hope to talk to y'all soon. Can't wait for next week because we're going to be talking about the regular season. This was the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.